It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Meredith Kane is our amazing producer who's on board with us this morning. Let's go through the schedule. Okay, J- uh, Daryl, this is what um, I think a lot of people wanted to do. They were excited about it. We knew they were going to play. We just didn't know the order of who they were going to play, and then that finally came to fruition. Uh, Daryl, before we get into it real quick, I just wanted to point out that, you know, we make a big deal about weather and the Browns and being tough and being able to play in the cold uh, at the end of the season. The beauty right. is we end at Pittsburgh, where the average uh, temperature in that last game, which will be January 7th or 8th, will be 28 to 35 degrees. At least that's what it's <laughs> been historically. So, And we'll just have to wait you... and see if the Browns leave Heinz Field with their head coach, right? <laughs> Isn't that the annual oh, tradition? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm is kidding. Ch- I'm wait, kidding. Hey, is... Is Chud still there? Did anybody go back and pick him up? <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, that used to be the annual tradition. Uh, death taxes and the Browns fire their coach after losing to the Steelers in the final week of the season. Like, I mean, like clockwork, right? So just having a little fun before people get all angry at me. You can get angry at me in the end of the podcast, but <laughs> I'm just the saying, beauty- like, that, that used to be the tradition, though, right? <laughs> I know, the the beauty of Pittsburgh is if you get fired there, you don't have to uh, go home on the school bus. You can sign out and go right. home with your parents. <laughs> right. Maybe I'll <laughs> one day I have to tell the story about uh, the Chudzinski firing and the volume of Browns players that were texting me on the ride home asking me if Chud had been fired, and I'm texting him back. I'm like, I'm hoping you can tell me if he's been fired yet. <laughs> Aren't you on the bus with him? That's what you should have said. Uh, how about going up and asking him? Could have done that. All right, I, that's the story I want to hear. But let's go through the schedule because I know uh, that is one of our key uh, conversations here today. Um, Daryl, when I look at the beginning of the schedule, and let's just take these a couple at a time. Um, at Carolina, the Jets. Now, I was telling you that there was a stat about the Jets that uh, blows me away. They haven't won a game in September since 2018. So let's let's tackle those first two games there. How at very Carolina, of them. That is very bronzy of them. Uh, let's tackle the first two games. At Carolina, where they were 5-12 and 12 last year, and then you've got the Jets at home in the home opener on September 18th. For the first time in generations, the Browns, bold prediction here, the Cleveland Browns are going to win their season opener. Da-da-da-da. They will start 1-0, and right. and I'm going to top it. Okay. Not only are they going to start 1-0, they're going to start – Two and zero. Thanks to our team that hasn't won a September game since uh, 2018. Correct. They and the Browns have. Uh, the Browns have only started one and zero one time. They beat the Ravens 20 to three back in 2004. They have never in the expansion era won two games to start the season. You got to go back, I believe, all the way to 1993, uh, the last time the Browns started two and zero. So I say this year, this fall. Hot start for the Brownies, 2-0. Wins at Carolina, and then back home against the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Now, do you say those uh, thinking that Jacoby Brissett's going to be the starting quarterback or that Deshaun Watson's the starting quarterback? I say that thinking it doesn't matter who the starting quarterback is. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, And will Baker Mayfield be on the sidelines in Carolina not wearing a Browns uniform playing for Carolina? Sidelines, I hope the dude is on the field wearing that Panther powder blue. I am praying to the football gods that he gets traded to the Panthers so we get Deshaun V. Baker week one. What compelling television that will 
that would be if that happens, right? So I we're not supposed to root in the media for stuff. I understand that, except for rooting for the story. Well, that would be the story, right? So I have to root hard for that story that Andrew Barry gets together with the Panthers, writes a big fat check, and sends Baker to Carolina. So right out of the gate, we have the the game of games, right? Baker against Deshaun. Baker against his former team. Baker against the dude that replaced him. Now that is a compelling storyline to kick off your season. So make it happen, that al- Andrew. That also sounds better than a 1 o'clock CBS game. All right, so we, let's By go to way, week they three. Play a lot, they play a I lot know. of 1 o'clock CBS games this year. Outside of the prime time and the flex games that are built into the schedule, every kickoff is 1 p.m., uh, which I did find that interesting. They didn't get any of those 420 uh, you know, national windows or anything like that. That was a little surprising to me that they only got the two primetime week, uh, the, the two primetime games um, and everything else kicks off at one o'clock. But again, built into the schedule, not only the flex for Sunday night football weeks five to 15, uh, but uh, weeks 17 and 18, both are not only flex weeks uh, as far as kickoff time, but as far as the day, whether the Browns ultimately play on a Saturday or they play on a Sunday. Uh, uh, Daryl, just I don't, uh, do you know the rule off the top of your head? Because I think they can do that. Like, let's just say, let's say that Sunday game uh, against the Bills, and I, I'm not trying to jump out of order here, but that Sunday game at Buffalo, which is also a one o'clock start on CBS. If for some reason, I. I I don't know why they couldn't flip that to a 4:30 start. But yes, what, is they, there a yes, rule against? They yes, they can. They that happens okay. all the time, especially with the, yeah. with the Sunday night football. The the four o'clock windows, uh, we we see those get flexed all the time, as well right. as that 8:20 uh, Sunday night football kickoff. Yeah, like I keep looking at that Bills game and thinking if Deshaun Watson's quarterback of the Browns and they do as well as we think they are to start the season. Uh, that game becomes a Sunday afternoon game. That becomes a 4:30 kick. All right, let's go back through the schedule. You've got them two and zero so far, yep. uh, and beating Carolina, beating the Jets. Now you come to your first primetime game. Uh, it is a Thursday nighter, September 22nd, week three. It is on Amazon Prime, uh, but there should be a local affiliate that will carry that uh, for free for you. Steelers first meeting. Mitchell Trubisky coming back to Cleveland to take on his hometown team. But I'm going Browns. Homer Schill, 3-0 start for the Browns. I'm going to take you one further. I think the team could start the season 4-0. Because now you go to Atlanta in week four. And, you know, here's a team that's got Marcus Mariota coming in now. They were 7-10 and last year. I think there are plenty of question marks. I, I, I'm hesitant to say that's a, that's a win right now when I look at it. Because I want to see what Atlanta looks like the first three weeks of the season. But I definitely think that is a winnable game at Atlanta on October 2nd. 100%. I, too, have them starting 4-0. and Great minds wow. think alike. All right, Daryl. So both of us think they're 4-0, and and someone's going to burn this tape if they don't start 4-0. and I do – just the nature of the NFL makes me think they're going to be 3-1 and to start the season. Right. One of those they're games they're is going to Yeah, I mean, they're probably going to lose one of the one of the first uh, four games. But when I just look at the, the opponents, uh, what the Browns have versus them, I think that the Browns are the better football team in – each one of their first four games, and that's why I'm have, I have them starting 4-0. All right, here's where I think things start getting a little bit rocky. While it's a home game and the Chargers have to come all the way across the country to play this game, uh, I, uh, 
this is where I think things start to get a little bit shaky. What do you think of that Chargers game on October 9th? Yeah, that, that's their – I got that as their first loss of the season. But the fact that it's a 1 o'clock kickoff I think helps the Browns because, remember, the Chargers are coming east and their bodies are still on that West Coast time. So it's actually, what, uh, 10 a.m. for them uh, body clock-wise. So I think that that kickoff start actually gives the Browns a bit of a home field advantage as opposed to, uh, you know, it being scheduled uh, for four. But uh, just because I'm not going to have the Browns going 17-0 and here, uh, I, got, I do have to pick some losses in here. So uh, we'll say that that is my first loss of the season uh, for the Browns. Yeah, I think if things stand pat, if things play out the way we think they are, because I, I, I want them to be 4-0 to start the season. I just know better. I, and I think best case scenario is probably three and one to start the season. So maybe that Chargers game turns into one of those games that you're right with a one o'clock game against a West Coast team. You could still be looking at a four and one start, no, no matter where that loss comes. Then on Sunday, October 16th, you've got the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick. Who knows how many more times he'll make a trip to Cleveland to actually coach? So uh, this one I have chalked up as a loss. Yeah, uh, Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick, but I am going to disagree with you. I think oh. that the Browns beat Bill Belichick. They channel their inner Eric Mangini and find a way to get it done. Uh, so I've, I've got the, the Browns off to an incredible 5-1 and one start to the year. Now, also looking backwards just through that schedule, you have, what, two, two teams that have made the playoffs from the year before, the Steelers who made it in at 9-7 and seven and the Patriots right. through the first six weeks. So that's why I do think that the potential, especially if Deshaun Watson is playing quarterback, is through the roof for the first beginning of the season. So you go past the Patriots, and now you've got Baltimore. And i got to tell you, Baltimore scares the you-know-what out of me just because I talked about strength of schedule, where they were, coming back from injury. Um, uh, and you're at Baltimore on Sunday, October 23rd. Yeah, I, that one I've got them losing uh, at Baltimore. Uh, I, I the, We talked about how tough this division is. I think if the – the base goal for the Browns should be three and three in the division at worst. You can't be below 500. If you can get to four and two in the division, that's great. But at worst, you need to split uh, within the AFC North. Uh, maybe this is the year you finally sweep the Steelers, but I do think they lose October 23rd in Baltimore. Uh, let's talk about the Bengals game then right after that too. That's the Halloween game on October 31st. Yeah, I I kind of like the Browns in that one. Just the, I the do too because it's you, at home. You, in the, yeah, in the atmosphere, it's Halloween, right? It's Monday Night Football. Fans are going to be all, uh, shall we say, lubricated, ready to go. Probably, yeah. uh, a little home field advantage there. Uh, trick or treat. Uh, you know, a game that's going to be scary for defenses. How many Halloween puns can we uh, throw in here? I think it's going to be a treat for fans with Joe Burrow v. Deshaun Watson. So I've got the Browns winning on Halloween, which means they go into the bye. Uh, four, five, six, six and two. Got to do the math. I was told there would be no math this morning, but yeah, six and two headed into the week nine bye. All right, we're on the same page, six and two going into the bye. So let's do this. We've already gone through half the season. Uh, we're going to take a quick time out. We'll come back and we will talk about the rest of the season. And, uh, and get there and see if this team's a playoff team, plus behind the scenes of Daryl's social media uh -huh, 
incident than he may have had. Incident? I don't know if that's a fair word, but you'll find out. Coming up on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, if you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.